Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Welcome to Never, Ever Give Up Hope. I am excited, as I always am, when I interview someone like the lady that I'm going to interview today, Beverly Walthour. The reason it's so exciting is because every single guest on Never, Ever Give Up Hope has a story that is phenomenal, because most of us on this planet have been in a place where we have felt hopeless or depressed, or possibly had some serious setbacks in the financial world, or in our health, or the health of our spouse or family member. Guests on my show in particular have a story of overcoming those obstacles, overcoming those circumstances, and being victors instead of victims. I'm so pleased, and I appreciate each and every guest so very much. And for my audience, thank you for your support. We are now in over 140 countries. The message of hope is reaching every corner of this globe. Because in this day and age in particular, and what is going on in our world, we need that message. We need to know that there are people out there who have possibly gone through the same thing as we have. And there are people out there who have words of encouragement. And so that's what we're all about. And I thank you so much for your support, listeners. With me today is Beverly Walthour. She is a business strategist. For women who work full-time. Now, that's an interesting concept, but these women also have an online business or they want to start one. And how often don't we hear this where uh, you, you have that nine-to-five job or and you're just it's just not satisfying you? Well, Beverly is here to share not only her experience, but what we can do to improve our online presence. She has inspired hundreds of passionate women to confidently build their online business. She's going to talk about getting out of her comfort zone and some of the obstacles and fears that she has had to overcome. She is the owner of BCW Business Ventures. She is also a co-author of the book, Tying the Knot Between Ministry and the Marketplace. Very interesting title, and she's going to share all of these things with us today. Thank you so much, Beverly, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Carol. Thank you. You are now a successful entrepreneur, which is a wonderful hurdle to overcome, I am sure, because it was a, usually when someone is a successful entrepreneur, that means that they have 
probably ventured out to a few things that weren't such a success in the beginning. I don't know if that's your story, but you're going to share that with us. And that also means if you're successful, that you've probably tried a lot of different things. So we're anxious to hear about that. But first of all, there was a time in your life when you felt you were like on a dead end street. Can you share that with us and what you were going through? Yes. Um, For me, that dead end street was actually a career. And my career was actually what I had gone to college for. So unlike a lot of people who go to college and end up not working in their field, I was an educator. And um, so I taught middle school math for 14 years. And probably about six years into teaching, where I was actually on a high, I had just been nominated teacher of the year for my school. But on the inside where, you know, I should have been, you know, celebrating like, oh, my goodness, this is a huge achievement, a huge accomplishment in the field of education. I wasn't happy. Part of what was going on was I had this tug that there should be something else that I should be doing. Like I should be doing something else. And actually a friend of mine, another wonderful educator, she was telling me about her in-home tutoring company. And so I'm like, wait a minute, I'm a teacher. I've tutored before, you know, I have the, the skill set. I can do this as well. And in all honesty, that was probably all the preparation I did <laughs> to oh my start goodness. this business. Yes. So I went in full force. So actually a year after being nominated. So I, I started my year out as teacher of the year. And then that following year, I, I left the classroom. And so, like I said, I had this skill set, which as a as a business strategist, a lot of the women that I work with, they have this skill set, but they don't have the business background. So when I say business background, not necessarily going to business schools per se, but, you know, just having what it takes to 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 be successful as an entrepreneur. And so um, to make a long story short, (laughs) I started, I was able to get clients, I was able to get income, but it wasn't as consistent as what I was used to as an educator. You know, as an educator, yes, (laughs) so as an educator, I knew how much I was going to get paid each month, you know, my retirement, so quote unquote time off during the summer, but as an entrepreneur and a new one, I didn't have that same security, So two years after starting my in-home tutoring company, I closed it down under the guise of, well, hey, I miss being in the classroom. Really? Yes. Yes. So I let fear drive me back to what I was comfortable doing. And how did that work out? Like I said, the first year or two, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is cool. But once you've been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, I don't think you ever shake it. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward seven more years. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. So like I said, the first two years, awesome. The next five, I was back to the misery again. Like literally the alarm going off on a Monday. And when I tell you I am dead serious, tears popping up in my eyes because I didn't want to go to work. You know, I get into the building and, you know, there are other people saying the same thing. You know, oh my gosh, I don't want to be here. Or is it Friday already? Like, I don't want to live my life looking for Friday every day. (laughs) Well, let me tell you something. If I was teaching middle school math, I wouldn't want to go to work either. (laughs) And I am going to be 100% honest. It actually was not the kids. And that's the thing. Like, people will say, when I say middle school, like, oh my gosh. But it was not the kids for me. That wasn't the issue. No, I meant math. (laughs) Math. (laughs) 
Anyway, go ahead. Tell us your issue. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so what ended up happening um, during that time, I had started two more um, businesses. These were multi-level marketing businesses. And the same thing was able to get clients, but not the momentum that I needed mm-hmm. to say, hey, I'm walking away from this and doing this full time. And so um, what ended up happening the beginning of my last year teaching, I spoke to my principal and said, hey, this is my last year. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I knew a year ahead of time. Hey, Bev, by the end of the year, you need to have something in place. And so what I did, I actually walked away from the field of education and I wrote down a list of everything that I wanted in my next career, everything. So I ended up actually resigning before I had a new job. I'm like, okay, I'm stepping out on faith and ended up, I got the job. It was in the field of training. Six months later was laid off. Oh dear. Yes. My whole team, we were laid off. I'm like, wait a minute. I know I did not leave the comfort of a career of 14 years <laughs> to get laid off after six, six months. And so actually that was like the turning point for me because I said then and there, you know, I'll never let someone else control yes. you know, whether or not I have a job or whether or not I'm going to have income coming in, in that sense, relying on this job, looking back on it. <laughs> but in the moment I'm like, oh my goodness. So I did end up, I was able to get another position, but I knew that I was going to transition out of that position into working for myself full time. And so that's what I was able to do, make that transition from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. But the main difference this time was I prepared myself for that entrepreneurial space as well. So once again, I had the skill set, but this time going from an employee to an entrepreneur is a mindset shift. Yes. And that piece that I missed the first time. Well, part of that would be overcoming the fear that you would have yeah. of stepping out of your comfort zone and and uh, going and doing something new. How did you overcome that part, like specifically? <laughs> oh. and, and I laugh because I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think you ever, like fear ever goes away, but you incorporate strategies. So mm-hmm. when they do pop up, you know how to push past them. Okay, give us some examples. Yeah. So one thing that I do, like I, ha- I now have a morning routine. Usually my routine was, you know, alarm goes off, I pop up, I check my phone, I go do this, I go do that. And usually that's how the rest of my day went. Like I was always going, 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 going. Now I start, I get up fairly early in the morning and I spend like the first hour and a half of my day doing mindset work. So that mindset work includes journaling. So I journal every morning of how I want my day to look. I do visualization and with visualization, I have a very clear detailed picture in my head of either one, how I want my day to go or two, like if there's a major milestone that I'm looking to accomplish, then I literally, it's very, it's like I'm watching a movie. So I see what I have on, how my hair is for the day, what jewelry I have on, what I'm wearing, when the event happens, how I'm feeling, what I say. Literally, <laughs> it's like I am watching a movie, a movie of my hmm. life. And so those are two very powerful strategies that I use each day to get me in that success mindset, to get me into that entrepreneurial mindset. Have you noticed a difference since you have been doing that? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, that difference. Um, 
once again, with the visualization, it's so powerful because your mind can't tell the difference between that and, you know, reality. So that becomes my reality. And the same thing with the journal writing, you know, whenever I'm writing out and scripting, you know, what the day is going to look like, that usually sets the tone for the rest of my day. So instead of me beginning the day frazzled, like I'm, I start the day very calm, you know, very strategic in the sense of, okay, this is what's going to happen. And, you know, speaking those affirmations, saying this is what's going to happen this day. And 99% of the time, <laughs> it works out that way or even better, which is awesome. <laughs> I, I want you to back up for a second. You said yeah. something that really struck a chord with me and that when I want to get it straight, visual, visualization is like your reality. How, how yes. did you word that? What did- your mind can't tell the difference between, you know, what you're visualizing, you know, what you, that movie that you're playing in actual reality. So that becomes your reality. Okay. And yeah, actually, a lot of athletes use that technique and actors as well. Like they'll visualize themselves, you know, actually shooting the ball and it goes into the into the basket. Or, you know, if I'm playing golf, actually, you know, visualizing themselves putting and it go going into the hole, even if they don't have the ball or, you know, the the actual ball or whatever it is actually in their hand, they visualize it happening. Do you think that that would be similar to having positive versus negative thoughts? Um, I I think it's a little more than that because I do include affirmations as well, like having those positive thoughts and actually speaking it out loud and having that feeling behind it too. So basically what you're saying is to visualize yourself, what you want to accomplish, what you want to be that day. Yes. And then watch it play out. Yes. Yes. So you're watching yourself. (laughs) Yeah, like literally when I do it, I imagine either like I'm sitting in a movie and watching it on the movie screen, on the screen. That sounds awesome. Obviously, it's working. Tell us what some of your mantras are. Two mantras that I use in the morning as part of my mindset routine is who can I serve today? And either who or where can I have a positive impact today? Like those are two things that really push and propel me as I go throughout my day. Do you ask yourself that and answer it or do you, like like in other words, are you setting up your goal for that day or do you just ask yourself that as an encouragement and motivation? It's it's a mix. It just depends. Like so I will ask myself that and then I'll just sit in silence. And so, you know, sometimes it will come to me as I'm sitting in silence. Sometimes it won't. But as I go throughout my day, I'll continue to ask myself, you know, who can I serve today? Who can I have a positive impact on today? And then as I go throughout my day, things will pop up. So you have that mindset yes. all the time. Yes. And what a place to be. <laughs> in a place to be serving others, right? I mean, that, yes. that obviously, no. Um, where did that come from? Was, was this all part of your transition that you were making in your own life? Or was this basically as a result of when you started helping other people? I think it's always me serving others has always been a part of who I am at the core. Because, you know, once again, as an educator, whether or not I was educating students in a classroom or people doing a training, I was always educating. So I was always serving. But back then, I didn't see it that way. I was just like, oh, I'm doing my job. Okay. And so when I transitioned to being an entrepreneur, like that kind of shifted for me and how I thought about things. Now, what were some of the um, online businesses or other businesses that you started outside of the tutoring? Yes. Yeah, so outside of the tutoring, I also sold candles, also did financial information for people. And so one thing that I even tell my clients now, like the whole candle thing, 
that I was selling once again was able to sell it, but I didn't really burn candles. <laughs> okay. So in other words, you were not passionate about what you were no. doing. No, <laughs> but I just saw it as something like, oh, I know people like candles. Although I wasn't necessarily the one that liked them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was weird. Okay. That's and, the first rule of n- how not to sell. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, like I said, the second one was more, um, you know, working with people with financial advice in the sense of, you know, getting a business started. You know, these are some things that you can do if you're still working full time. And, you know, this is how you can grow your investments, so on and so forth. That piece I really like because, mm. once again, it was the educator side of me and, you know, believing in the product and the services that I was offering. And that was the difference between those two. And I'm going to be very transparent right now, Carol. Okay. <laughs> yes. The reason why I actually stopped doing that one was because in my, the math teacher mind that I have, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this, but I'm working for another company and I have to split the, you know, the money that I'm making. No, I want to be able to, you know, the hard work that I'm putting into right. it, be able to bask in the mm-hmm. awesomeness of me and, you know, the hard work. And being able to say, hey, you know, if I if I went out there and earned it, I should be able to to keep it and decide how I want to use that money. Well, that's the entrepreneur mindset. <laughs> yes. Very, you know, you're not you're not the nine to fiver anymore. No. <laughs> what other fears did you have to overcome? I think one of the the bigger ones when it comes to being an entrepreneur is not having necessarily the security. And when I say that the security and it's all now that I think about it being laid off, you know, it's a false security. But, you know, at least when I was teaching like clockwork, I knew exactly the time the alarm was going to go off. I knew, you know, the route I was going to take to work. And, you know, once I got to work, everything was so laid out. The only thing I didn't know as a teacher was what the kids were going to (laughs) say, what would come out of a child's mouth. But everything else was so planned down to the T. And like I said, I knew how much I was going to make each month. I knew how many days I was going to have off, you know, as far as vacation time. So in a sense, for some people that can be very, you know, restricting or constricting, but in a lot of ways that gives people comfort as well. So for me, when I stepped into being an entrepreneur full time, you know, some of the things weren't as certain. So, you know, that fear from someone that spent the first half of their professional career (laughs) thriving on structure and community and routine, you know, to step into this now where, you know, I don't have someone telling me what time to wake up or I have to do this or I have to do that. That part was actually fear for me where some people find that liberating and freedom. Initially, for me, that was actually very fearful. I find that very interesting because basically I have worked for myself for as long as I can remember, like, except for first, maybe the first 10 years of my, of my um, working years, I worked for somebody else. So I totally get what you're saying is, when you're working for well, I've, I fired myself too. And I think all people who work for themselves do that from time to time, just like you did. Okay, I've had enough of this. I'm going back to something else. Because in there is our security and now my security and I think this is where your mind shift begins is in you is in yourself right that is so true yes (laughs) 
could have said that any better than what you just said. Well, it that just, is so true. It must be your influence because it just popped in. <laughs> so in other words, if you don't get up in the morning, if you don't put your best foot forward, if you don't meet people, if you aren't looking to help people, then you're the one that's going to fail. So you have to believe in yourself. And I just wrote a post the other day, and I'll share this with you because it goes right along with what we're saying. And that is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yes. yes and yes. that's what you have. That's where your switch is. I'm sure that as a teacher, you, I'm sure you had a big heart and you cared for your students, etc. But the more you get into sharing from yourself, the more people are going to realize who Beverly is and that she's somebody that is going to really help me. Because people are coming to you with their problems, their issues, their concerns about whether it's starting a new business or whatever else that you are are helping them with, correct? That is correct. Yes, yes. You know, just like you said, coming from it from that particular mindset, that is what motivates me. And so now instead of needing that external motivation of, hey, you know, okay, I need to do this so I can pay the, you know, it's it's not like that anymore. It's that internal that's Motivator. a very, very good way to put it. Thank you. Now, you said that you have a passion for helping women to take what you have learned and take it out there to others. Did that come, was that always there or did that come from when you saw what you could do? Like share that journey with us. That passion specifically for women actually came as I progressed on my entrepreneurial journey. And what I was seeing was as a, you know, and I'm speaking as a woman, um, you know, there are times when we are told there's certain things you can do and certain things you can't do. And you can't do this at the same time you're doing this. And um, that was bothering me. When I saw that some women were actually succumbing to that and say, well, well, I can't start a business because I have a family. Or, you know, a lot of women putting their needs and desires to the side to take care of other people. Like, that's just natural. We're nurturers. And so when I was seeing that, I'm like, but wait, you know, you can do that, too. And so um, as I was going on this journey, this entrepreneurial journey, I was like, wait a minute. You know, I'm here I can let them know. I can show them that, hey, yes, you know, you know, you can still still work full time as you were getting your online business up and running, being a wife, being a mother, you know, being active in the community is just going to take a switch in the way that you're thinking and in the way that you're going throughout your day. And so once they see that as they're working with me, then it's just like, oh, my goodness, you know, I did not know that I could have it all and I always put all in quotes because whatever they're all is everyone's all right, is different right. so yes yeah, so that's how that passion kind of developed as I was going you know down this journey and doing it myself but seeing some people that felt like oh my god I don't know how to do this or I can't do this because and then once they realized that wait a minute that's not the truth you know that may be my truth that I'm speaking to myself right now but wait a minute it's not the truth And so once you get them to realize that and see that, then it makes it so much easier. (laughs) No kidding. Now, do you get your clients, are they all online? Are they Um, one-on-one? Tell us about your business and how women can contact you, all those particulars. Yes, I do work online. So that way I am able to work with women globally. And that has been one of my goals is to, you know, have a, once again, going back to where can I have a positive impact? 
um, you know, as an educator, I was confined to my classroom with my kids. And then as a trainer, I was working with other teachers. So, you know, I'm now impacting them and their students. But now as this online entrepreneur, you know, I'm able to move outside of, you know, whatever my zip code is, the state that I live in. And now I'm global with working with women all over. And um, so that's why I do a majority of my work is one-on-one working with women. Um, I've done a couple of workshops as well where, you know, it's been in person, but primarily it has been online. So that way, you know, as long as they have a computer and internet access, then we get on and we are able to, um, you know, help them progress in their businesses. So that, of course, is one of the sweet things of (laughs) the internet and how it actually brings people together. And who would benefit from what you have to offer? The women that are um, that are the most successful with me are those that are, first of all, driven. And when I say driven, they're just like, okay, Bev, you know, I'm at this point right now where I'm ready to leave my nine to five, but I want to make sure that my business is in a place to sustain me. Because once again, that security of the nine yes, to five yes. holds them, even if they dread the nine to five, uh-huh. they still hold on to that security. So those women that are just like, Bev, I am ready. To, to leave my nine to five. And these women could are actually women who haven't started yet. Like they have an idea that they have an online business idea, uh-huh. but they're just not sure about how to get started. Or uh, those women that have actually started one, but they're not making the monthly income that they desire. And in my experience, usually the women are like, okay, babe, when I make double in my business, what I'm making on my job, then I feel comfortable enough to leave. So those women that are at that point where they're just like, okay, I am ready to do this. Because sometimes it's going to take you a minute before you get there because, like I said, the security of that job is going to hold you. But once you are just like, I need something for myself, I want to leave a legacy for my family. So those women that are at that point where they're just like, hey, I need something different. I am ready to propel my business forward. And so we we work together one-on-one for a minimum of three months. Oh, that was my next question. Yes, a minimum of three months. And in that time, like I said, we start from start to finish with their business. And by the time we are done, they have the clients that are needed for them to make that decision when it comes to their full-time job. And, um, you know, our initial goal is to get their first three paying clients. Like that's usually when you get the first three it's like, okay, this is a business and not just a hobby. <laughs> so we're right, talking about that right. third one. And then once they get that, it's just like, okay, Bev, I can actually do this. I'm like, yes, you can do this. And then we work on and continue to get their systems in place so that they get the consistent clients that they need, have that financial freedom and that time freedom that a majority of them come to me desiring. When these women come to you, do they usually have an idea for a business or do you help guide them there as well? Most of them, when I say most, 90% of them already have a business idea. Now, I do work with some that are just like, Bev, I'm not really sure. And then I have this, um, gra- the teacher in me, this graphic organizer that we actually work through to help them generate ideas if they are not 100% sure when they come to me. So I do have a handful that uh, haven't, that don't have an idea yet. And we do work through that to get them the idea. Give us a couple examples, maybe, of uh, some business ideas that that you are that you that you nurtured and saw grow and are excited about. 
for yes. others, I mean. <laughs> um, a few of them, especially with the online space, it's just so many ideas out there. So being a virtual assistant um, has been one that I've nurtured. Uh, inspirational coach, uh, someone that has started actually an inspirational magazine, empowerment coach, life coach. Um, those have been like really the coaching. So those usually with a mm. service-based business. Okay have been the ones where um, they are just like, oh, my God, I didn't believe, you know, I, I, I knew it was something, but you allowed me to see something even way bigger than what I had initially envisioned. Wow, that's, that sounds absolutely incredible. I mean, this is needed. Obviously, you saw that it was needed, and that's why you decided to do it. But um, I'm sure that these these women have just been thrilled with their successes, and it's like it's like you've you've had a baby, right? You've given birth. You've helped them give birth to their dream. I mean, that has to stimulate and motivate you all over again every time that happens. And that is what pushes me and motivates me. Like when I get up in the morning. And once again, who can I serve today? Where can I have a positive impact? Now, tell us about your website. Yes, my website, I can be found at www.beverlywathour.com. So my name. Okay. (laughs) So, um, you know, I can be found on that website. I'm also on social media as well. Um, And all of them is is under my name, Beverly Wathour. That's actually one of the pieces of advice (laughs) that I give to women, you know, be consistent across the social media platform so that people can find you. It makes it easier. And tell us about your book. Yes, um, I was the co-author with 11 other wonderful women um, in a book in which we were talking about, you know, tying the, mar- uh, tying the knot between ministry and the marketplace. And that title is just letting you know that, hey, wherever you are serving, if you are an employee or if you are an entrepreneur, like, you don't have to compromise who you are, your values, who you are at the core to be successful. In my particular chapter, it's all about fear and overcoming fear, you know, kicking that fear to the curb so that you can be successful. In my particular chapter, I focus specifically on entrepreneurship, but the strategies and the tips that I give applies to actually any avenue of your life. Yes, as an employee, as an entrepreneur, you know, just as a person, you can actually use those tips and strategies in my chapter. Yeah, each of the, each of the chapters, um, you know, once again, one chapter per author. And so it's all, all of them are that central theme of, once again, being your authentic self. Okay. okay. No matter where you are. I like that. Be your authentic self no matter where you are. So in summary, is there anything you would like to discuss, add, Yeah, just one little piece, Um, you know, especially if you are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or if you're in your business right now and it's just not, you know, at the place that you felt like it should be. Like you're you're not making the money that you felt like you should be making at that point. You're not attracting the clients that you need. Um, You know, there's you're just feeling like I know I have a wonderful product or service, but I'm not being seen. One of the things. that I strongly encourage and when I'm working with my clients is usually when that fear pops up, it usually means you're on the verge of something awesome. So instead of retreating, I say push forward. Like you just go through it and you do it. And usually when you come out on the other side, once again, it's usually something so much better <laughs> than what right. you initially thought it was. Because usually when that fear pops up, we go ahead in our head and we play the whole scene out of what's going to happen. Oh. 
And then when you actually do it, so be it, you know, you picking up the phone and, you know, calling for a referral or you emailing someone, you know, sending an email out to your list. And like I said, you play this whole picture in your head. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to send this out and no one's going to respond, yada, yada, yada. Uh, But when you actually do it, it ends up being so much better than, you know, all of that negative stuff that you played in your head. It ends up being the opposite of that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that was a great summary. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, Beverly, this has been stimulating. I've made notes as fast as you were talking, and believe me, that wasn't easy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to listen to this at least two more times, and I know that listeners are going to want to do the same thing as well because you did give a lot of encouragement and a lot of tips, and there's no reason why any of us can't go out and do more just as you have challenged us to do just that. And so I appreciate that. I appreciate the motivation and the challenge in particular. Do you have another book in you? Yes, we are actually, I don't know that you say it, we are actually working, getting ready to start volume two to the book. Okay. Okay. And, and then I've always said that I am going to write a book you know, myself, just write a book. So these anthologies have been like the little stepping stones for me to actually get myself out there. So be on the lookout in a couple of years. Okay, Okay. we will do (laughs) that. And you'll be back. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you again. As I said, thank you for the challenge and the encouragement. And thank you so much for being my guest today. And never, ever give up hope. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.